Hello there, welcome back to Glowland. I'm so happy that you've made it to episode six. Feels weird thinking that I've somehow done five episodes before this, but I love it. Um, I hope you've been enjoying things so far. Um, I, from, from the title, you can see that I'm talking about sunscreen this week. Yes, it's getting its own episode. Of course it is. I have to share my love for it and uh, and my obsession. But got two things first. One is, or actually, I guess I could say three things. One is um less serious. One is sort of serious. And one is very serious. So the less serious thing is a couple of changes I've made to my skincare routine this week. I had like a mini breakout. Um, I think I accidentally ate dairy, <laughs> the bane of my existence. So I had a couple of deeper uh, zits that left some scars. And so I'm reintroducing alpha arbutin into my skincare routine tonight. I uh, I ordered it from Sephora and it got here pretty quick. So <laughs> I will be using that um, for at least a couple of weeks just to help fade the dark spots that were left from that little breakout. Um, But they're really nothing crazy, so that's about all I'll be doing. Um, The other change I made is I ran out of my Benilico Clean It Zero cleansing oil balm thing. So (laughs) I, uh, I actually already had my next oil cleanser on hand because of course I did um so I'll be using the beauty of Joseon solid oil cleanser going forward and I used it for the first time last night um I really liked it uh so I think I think it'll be good it didn't immediately cause any issues it took off my mascara very easily so I think whenever I wear full face of makeup next, um, it's going to do well. So my second thing, which is medium serious, is I found out a few days ago that I'm moving home to Los Angeles. Uh, I got a new job. I'm extremely excited. Um, I'm going to really, really miss Pittsburgh and all of my friends here. Um, So that part is really sad and that sucks and uh it's unfortunate that there aren't more non-stop flights between the cities but I'm gonna pop back and forth as much as I can um but yeah moving back to sunny Los Angeles uh where I believe it is in the 60s this week yeah um It's going to go down to like the 20s here in Pittsburgh tonight. So, I mean, not to brag, but (laughs) that's what I'm heading to. Um, But Pittsburgh, I'll see you in the summer (laughs) when it's warm. Anyways, my third thing, uh, the the serious thing, is um, just uh, before I even get started on the entire topic of sunscreen, I just wanted to address colorism and just what it's like sort of approaching this as a woman of color, as a black woman. Um, Just because I think uh, 
I've mentioned to a couple of people before, like, oh yeah, like I love using sunscreen. And that's really because I, it helps to, it helps with my hyperpigmentation. Like if you have hyperpigmentation, using sunscreen helps it to not get darker and it helps your spots to fade faster. Um, which is, you know, obviously that's what my goal is here. Um, but just to be clear, yeah, I'm not like (laughs) afraid of tanning. And even if I were sunscreen would not stop it, I tan so easily. Um, as my friends know, I once got a tan line in March and then wore long pants for the next few months and then they saw my friends saw my legs again in like June and I still had the tan line and they were like, how? Like it was from like bike shorts. So it was literally like my mid thigh. They're like, how did you get that tan in one day? And how is the line still there? <laughs> I was like, it does not matter if I put on sunscreen or not. Like I tan so quick. So um, I really do have a winter foundation and a summer foundation. Um But yeah, colorism is, if you don't know what it is, it's just basically another form of, I mean, it stems from racism. It's sort of this idea of people wanting to be as light as possible and sort of demonizing darker skin tones. Um, Obviously a huge issue, obviously um, something that people of color have to deal with. Uh, And in some countries it is i mean really just ingrained into the into the culture and people really really focus on being as fair as possible which is horrifying so yeah definitely just wanted to address that just in that yeah i'm not telling <laughs> not telling anyone to put on sunscreen for fear that they get darker oh no <sighs> That was extreme sarcasm, as you can tell. Um, But yeah, really because it's important to protect our skin. And I mean, there's, of course, the superficial reasons of dark spots and not wanting to age as quickly and everything, but also the very serious reasons of preventing skin cancer and and, I mean, just general damage and, and things like that. So... And, uh, and as I discussed with Shessa, my sister, last week, yes, black people can get skin cancer and it often goes undiagnosed um, because I, I even researched this and I was like, I mean, I guess people just don't think that black people get skin cancer, but it's also because doctors uh, often don't know what it looks like on darker skin. Um, they literally just don't, they just don't realize that it's um, skin cancer, which is saddening and uh obviously part of the systemic issue there so all that being said let's get into the actual topic of the episode which is just sunscreen in general um i already told you why i use it which aside from preventing any health issues i uh i use it because i'm very prone to hyperpigmentation i if i get a zit even if i don't pop it it'll probably have a scar um there's gonna be a dark spot there and there are a lot of things that i've mentioned before to help fade those dark spots um different exfoliants uh usually enzymatic and and 
chemical and physical exfoliants will help with that. Um, and then there's some actives like retinol, alpha arbutin, alpha arbutin. Where's the, where's the emphasis in arbutin? Anyways, um, and, and, uh, and vitamin C, um, can also be helpful. And niacinamide is a huge one. That's a very popular one. Um, I personally, uh, used niacinamide in the past and just found that I didn't, it didn't really seem to do much for me, which I thought was interesting. Um, so I've turned to other actives, but other actives, uh, like retinol, and exfoliants and and alpha arbutin, um, those do make your skin more prone to sun damage. Um, so it's very very important when you're using any strong actives like that that you also consistently apply sunscreen. So that's kind of why I'm so so uh, persistent about it. Um, it beyond just generally being like a skincare junkie, it is because if you, if I am using all of these things to help with my dark spots and then I don't use sunscreen, it's just, you know, creating a different problem. <laughs> so yeah, they really do go hand in hand. If you're using one, you should be using the other, um, or not, you don't have to use actives if you're using sunscreen. If you're, if you're using actives, you should be using sunscreen. <laughs> And in general, you should just be using sunscreen. Um, yeah. So all of that being said, for the past few years, I've basically exclusively used Korean sunscreens. Now, the reason for that is uh, I, I really don't like American sunscreens. Like just straight up don't like sunscreens from the United States. That is because, uh, as some of you may know, there's really only two options for sunscreens in the U.S., and that's physical sunscreen, which is um, there. there's like titanium dioxide or whatever. Um, there's like physical filters, and those work by basically being white pigment in the sunscreen that reflects the light off of your face. As you guys probably realize, the color black absorbs uh, um, light and then white reflects light, uh, shout out to physics, um, in eighth grade science or whatever. Um, so yeah, those sunscreens literally are like reflecting the light basically. And, uh, I don't love those ones just because they tend to be really greasy, um, which is probably to help them be more spreadable because I mean, you know, just putting straight up metals or whatever, kind of whatever, texture titanium dioxide is. I'm sure it isn't easily spreadable by itself. It's probably chalky or something. Um, yeah, they, I mean, I assume that's why sunscreens are the way they are. And that's not really pleasant to have on your face and it's definitely not pleasant to put under makeup. So I never really liked those. Um, and of course, once I, I mean, I'm already dark enough that they show up on my skin immediately and if I get any darker and then I put on physical sunscreen I look hilarious I look undead so uh all of my women of color people of color know that 
yeah, just, <laughs> you can't be going out in physical sunscreen like that. It just, and now they have like the nano whatever titanium particles or whatever. Um, and that's great uh, because those blend, like they rub into your skin more easily and it's easier to, you don't have that white cast. It's uh, when, when you get super pale from your sunscreen, it's called a white cast. Um, and that's great. But, uh, yeah, most of the time I still just don't like the formulas <laughs> of those sunscreens. Like I, I, I use my sunscreen sort of as moisturizer a lot. And if I don't like it as a moisturizer, I'm not, I'm not going to use it and I'm not going to want to reapply it in the middle of the day. You know, I'm not going to be out at the beach and then I put on sunscreen and it makes me look like a grease ball that I hate that. So there's that. Then there's chemical sunscreens, which is sort of the obvious, a solution to that issue and for a while that's what I used and those are um sunscreens with filters like avabenzone and oxybenzone or yeah there's there's I think like four different filters um for chemical sunscreens in the U.S. and uh those are fine but I found that my skin just doesn't like them that much like I don't I don't know I it's been so long I don't remember exactly how my skin reacted but I just remember trying a couple of different ones like I think I I had like the La Roche-Posay one um and then like an Aveeno one and yeah I tried a couple and I think my skin just like did not like it or was irritated or something and I was like oh it's not the products themselves really it's just my skin doesn't like those chemical filters for some reason. Um, and those filters are honestly like kind of outdated. So So, those two reasons are why I, at this point use Korean sunscreens because in Korea, they have developed newer filters. They have a much faster process for, um, approving new sunscreen filters whereas in the U.S. our process is very slow which is why our sunscreens are so like it's you know it's the same it's been the same for decades it, they haven't really innovated anything because the FDA hasn't approved anything um so I use Korean sunscreens because um their I guess their version of the FDA uh approves like sunscreen filters much more quickly. And so um, my sunscreen at the moment, the Beauty of Joseon one, has an SPF rating of 50 PA++++. Now I don't, I'll be so honest, did I look up what that meant before recording? No, why would I do that? Um, I've looked it up before and I think the first time I looked it up, I was like, I don't, that I don't really get that. And that's probably why I personally am not a sunscreen chemist or whatever. Um, <laughs> I'm not a cosmetics developer or whatever. Um, but basically the PA++ like refers to it having even better sun protection. Um, but the part that Americans know well is the 50. And uh, I... I Shasa and I mentioned it last week, but basically once once you get to SPF 50, it doesn't make a huge difference. Um, 
going past that in terms of in terms of sun protection. So like SPF 70, sometimes I'll buy that um, for my body uh, just because. But SPF is determined. I If I remember correctly, it's the way that I just didn't research this at all. You're getting this off the dome. In fact, basically every episode is off the dome. Um, <laughs> but if I remember correctly, SPF refers to its sun protection factor and it refu- refers to how long you can be out in the sun um, before, I don't know, basically before you start getting like sun damage. Um, and so if you start with having really pale skin, so you don't really have a lot of natural mel- melanin, um, and therefore you naturally don't have any sun protection, um, then that SPF is going to take you however far. And that's probably what they determine that number based off of. If you have some or a lot of melanin, um, if you have if you have some like myself, um, then you naturally already are going to last a little longer in the sun before experiencing, you know, a burn or anything. Um, and that sun protection factor... Uh, is basically going to add to that. It's going to add to however much natural sun protection you have. And um, I think that's part of the reason why some people, they're like, I put on so much sunscreen and I still get burnt. And it's like, darling, <laughs> you were starting from zero and uh, and you and you got like 50% protection probably, whereas I was starting at 50%. And so I'm probably at like 100 you know, um, so sorry, not sorry, uh, all the fair skin people. <laughs> um, yeah, sucks to suck, I guess. Anyways, so SPF 50 is kind of, I believe it's at that point where um, even if you tried to go beyond that, your sunscreen would just rub off or wear off or whatever, just like faster then that sun protection would even run out. So if with SPF 50, I could be outside for, you know, an hour and a half before any damage occurred. And with 70, I could be outside for two hours before any damage occurred. I mean, either way, you should be reapplying every two hours because you, you know, you probably sweat if you're out in direct sunlight, like you probably sweat off some of your sunscreen anyway. So that's why if I'm like going to be out and about, um, I'm at the beach or, you know, on a hike or something, I do make sure to reapply my sunscreen every couple hours. It's really like two to three hours I'll do it because I mean, come on, it's, that's, it's a lot. So yeah, um, that is the, what Lena remembers from years of looking into this and then forgetting and then looking into it again and forgetting again. Um, that's, that's my version of sunscreen research that you got just there. Um, just now you're welcome. I hope that that was confusing. (laughs) I'm not even going to hope that it wasn't confusing. I, yeah. So my sunscreen is uh, SPF 50 PA++. Um, there was an entire debacle also a couple years ago. Um, did I discuss this before? There was like a debacle uh, where in Korea, they basically found out that the way that they were testing sunscreens was not 
completely accurate and that a lot of their sunscreens had a much lower efficacy than they previously thought. And so there were some sunscreens that had been tested by a certain company and they got recalled and it was very dramatic. Um, and yeah, some, some big brands were affected by it and had to pull their sunscreens from shelves and, and issue, you know, warnings and stuff like, Hey, like you think it, your, your sunscreen is SPF 50, but it's actually 30 or it's actually equivalent to like 15, um, which is terrible because if you've been trusting in a product to keep you safe from literal like skin cancer and you find that out, I'd be, I mean, I'd personally be, uh, pretty angry. Um, Luckily, I wasn't using, I think there was one sunscreen that I had used in the past that had been part of that, but I wasn't using it anymore at that point. I had started using something else um, and I was good to go. Uh, but yeah, so now that, you know, they're even more rigorous in testing sunscreens in Korea. Um, and I feel that makes me actually feel really good because then I'm like, okay, cool. I know for sure, that they probably tested the hell out of my current sunscreen. Um, and that's probably why it's so effective. Um, because my dark spots do fade pretty quickly. Um, can, like, I feel like when I was a teenager, they did not fade so quickly. And now it usually takes a couple weeks for one to um, look significantly lighter. Uh, another thing I love about Korean sunscreens, and I think they sort of started this and it moved into the U.S., is that they have different textures um, for their products. Uh, a lot of them, of course, are like the classic sort of moisturizer-y texture. Um, they're always really light. They're never like greasy. Um, some are a little more moisturizing than others. Some are very much just like a thin fluid that just like sinks into your face really quick. And then they also have a lot of like gel texture ones, which is really cool if you have um, oily skin and you need something that isn't going to add to to the oiliness. Um, it'll still protect you. It'll still have some level of like moisturization, but it won't be like slathering Aquaphor all over your face. Um so yeah, that's uh that's sort of how how uh the sunscreen world is right now. I say the sunscreen world is though. I mean <laughs> there's some formulator out there who's but they could like listen to this and be like this girl what is this is such an American take on sunscreens. Um anyways, I'm rambling, but I guess I'll just end by um saying I that was like a really I feel like that was a that actually wasn't a quick episode I was like oh we're, we're like 10 minutes in this is I'm 23 minutes into this episode so I'm gonna just leave it at that um and uh I guess I'll I'll give a few of my favorite sunscreens uh of course right now is the beauty of Josie on but I've also loved um there's, I think it's from CosRx, the Aloe Soothing Sunscreen. Wait, I have my laptop out. We're getting real techie here by Googling something. Yep, it's CosRx. Um, great to know off the dome. Uh, the other day I uh, recommended to my friend Jacob 
the Biore, I think it's the Watery Essence sunscreen. Yeah, that's it. Um, and that one's more of a gel texture, and I really like that one. Um, and then Crave Beauty also has one, but I think, I'm not sure if, I'm not sure what kinds of filters are in it, because Crave Beauty, I think uh, they had like a US version and a Korean version, because I don't think they were like allowed to market a sunscreen in the US with filters that weren't approved in the US, you know, um, which makes sense. Um, you can't go around being like, hey, yeah, this totally works for sun protection when uh, the FDA hasn't actually confirmed that it works for sun protection. Um, you can't make those claims. Anyways, I do really like the Crave Beauty one as well. But yeah, there are those are a few of my favorites. Um, I'll leave it at that. Uh, thank you for listening to the entire episode. Uh, once again, if you're enjoying, go follow me um, on Instagram at Glowland Skin. Um, yeah, and uh, I I'm super excited for this move, and uh, and I'm hoping. I, well, I know at some point I'm gonna have more guests on. I uh, I just have to figure out who and when and now where. <laughs> Um, but yeah, if you, um, if you have any questions, comments, feedback, uh, cat memes and videos, feel free to DM me on my Instagram and, uh, thank you so much for listening. Have a good one. Bye.